Welcome to Level Up with Sherelle and Danny. We're here to help you take your health, fitness, and mindset to the next level. It's time to level up. Hello, and welcome to today's episode of Level Up with Sherelle and Danny. Today, we are talking about the power of New Year's resolutions and why they may fail. Cannot believe though it's 2022. I had my first slip up yesterday where I wrote 2021. Damn, in my journal. Yeah. It happens until about May. Like every couple yeah. of days, I'll write 2021 or whatever. Now it's just got this two through it. And I'm like, oh, you can't even mold it in together. No, no. I used to do that in the old school books. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. I still say 2020 sometimes. And it's just like, <laughs> oh, can we just get rid of this whole chunk of the, the past two years and just move on? So, yeah. Who knows what this year will bring? I know. I feel like, I feel like, as we're going to speak about when it comes to new year's resolutions there's a lot of excitement that comes around this sort of time but then there's also as we believe some uncertainty with the way that people set the new year's resolutions and where things can go wrong so today we really want to get into like our beliefs on new year's resolutions and you know what we're excited about achieving for this year coming as well exactly right so how was your new year's period I had the best time. I don't know if you saw, but one of my best friends got married and I was a bridesmaid in it. And she's been trying to get married for like the whole COVID situation. So this is the third time that they've actually rescheduled their wedding. And with everything that's going on, there was just so much uncertainty whether even this would, because there was over 300 people there. Yeah. Massive wedding. There was 14 of us in the um, party. Wow. Yeah. Like it happened on the farm and we, we got it done, but. Yeah, it was just such a nice time to be home with family, especially over the last few years. Like some some of those people hadn't seen in so long. So I had the best news, probably the best news I've ever had. Wow, that's good to hear. And it's definitely the ones where you just spend it with loved ones. You know, you don't have to have an extravagant party. Obviously, you were at a wedding. But um, I think a lot of people put so much pressure on that time. And I was reflecting on that as well. I spent New Year's with my family. It was quiet. Mm. It was chilled. And that was probably one of my best ones as well. So Mm. maybe because we're getting older. I don't know. But yeah, yeah. definitely uh, valuing connection with our loved ones. It's just so important. And I still feel so relaxed. I could sleep any minute. As soon as I close my eyes, I could be asleep. Yeah, I'm even noticing just reflecting on it that I feel more relaxed. But yeah. as you mentioned, like in the past, New Year's was like a big deal. Like I used to go to falls all the time and, yep. you know, you would always just have a big night and be super hungover on um, New Year's Day. But it's, yeah, it just has a different meaning. And I don't know mm. if it's because we're getting old. Oh, do I, we're not getting old. We're older because we're going to have the, the even older people saying, you guys aren't old. Yeah, yeah. What does that make me? Yeah, getting exactly. older. Getting older <laughs> and just learning to value what's most important in life yeah. as well, which are those relationships. Like it's all we all really have. Um, and I think the last couple of years since, you know, New Year's hasn't quite been the same. There's always mm. been a level of scarcity. And so much has changed in the last 72 hours. So when this episode is released, who actually knows what we're oh. doing um, in Australia at the moment but for New Year's this year there was nothing none of this hysteria around Omicron all this stuff that's blown up now but it was just so nice to be able to be at a big event right with lots of people and not have to wear a mask and not have to be worried about those things because it was outdoors and whatnot yeah fantastic so glad you had a good time and um 
Yeah, we really wanted to start off by talking about our thoughts on New Year's resolutions because there are a lot of mixed messages going around the internet. Some people are for it. Some people are against it. Sherelle and I love New Year's resolutions, right? I think it's just such a great time to be present, to to set yourself up for the year ahead. I, I just think they're great. Yeah, same. Like I think as we spoke about last time or a couple episodes ago where we spoke about uh, like different energies with the years, mm. right? Like I generally do think December is a time to slow down and wind down and, you know, rekindle some of those connections and relationships and reflect. Like, and that's what, you know, we all do is just make sure that we're spending that time reflecting on the year. So then you can like sort of like kick yourself into gear come January and get on with the things that you actually want to work towards. And there's a lot of people that do put down New Year's resolutions or Mondays or whatever it is. And all it really is, is an opportunity to signify setting new goals and reflecting on progress that you've made. So in my opinion, it's like, we should all be doing that. Yeah, of course. And we don't want to wait annually to do that, but it's a great opportunity to reflect on what you want to do for the year ahead. Yep. And they work. You know, we've spoken about many times that that's one of our rituals to start the year off. And it definitely helps when you're not hungover on New Year's Day. Um, start the year visualizing your goals, creating resolutions. And, you know, a lot of the times they do come true because we've actually got some statistics from 2021. Not sure how big the the um, pool of people they interviewed were, but they're promising statistics and we're going to ride them home. So do you want to go through them, Sherelle? Yeah, so obviously when it comes to health and fitness in particular, I feel like that's where a lot of people fall when it comes to New Year's resolutions, like everyone wants to work on their health and fitness. Um, But from these statistics from 2021, the most popular resolutions for that year um, were exercising more and improving fitness um, with 50% of the participants, which is huge, right? Mm -hmm. And then losing weight came in second. Um, Saving money was also another one, so financial goals, and then improving um, people's diet or, you know, nutritional intake as well. So very heavily focused around self-improvement, health and fitness. And it's huge in the health and fitness industry, right? People want to set new goals and work Mm. towards fitness things. And even as we spoke about last year, um, the health and fitness industry from a business and coaching perspective, Mm. right? It's a massive difference between December and January. No one's getting on board um, things in December and a lot of people. And then come January, they've had their time. And there's two ways to look at this, right? There's the reflex that a lot of people go through where they go, oh, I've let myself go. I've fallen off track. I need to start dieting now. I need to find the next thing. What can I do? And it's that quick reflex versus I'm slowing down at the end of the year. I'm relaxing. I'm taking my foot off the pedal. I'm turning the dial down, whatever you want to talk about it like and then next year I'm going to start turning the dial up again you know there's two ways of looking at it and I like the latter way of doing it of being Mm. like for sure you should back off we can't just full steam ahead all the time but those statistics really do highlight that in our niche in our industry everyone that's listening to this it is the norm it is the norm and as uh, the phrase you used last time the permission slip to slow down as a society, the energy around December is a lot slower and calmer. Ride it out. You don't have to, but, you know, definitely just go with it. That is your permission slip. And then come January, all right, cool. You don't have to be pedal to the metal from January 1st, but start dialing it back up. Get those habits happening again. Um, so from that same study, 35% of people kept every single one of their resolutions, which is actually a lot higher than what you and I expected. Mm. So we often hear so much about people failing their resolutions, but 35 kept all of them. 
49% kept some of their resolutions and only 16% failed. Um, and we're actually going to dive into some of the science and some of our ways of, okay, what actually makes a successful New Year's resolution versus one that may fail as well. So it mm. can definitely go either way. Yeah, for sure. And then 12% of the people who set resolutions um, are successful, even though 52% of those participants were confident of success at the beginning. So what that Mm. means is only 12% of the people who were certain they'd be able to achieve what they wanted to did actually go on to it. So this is going to fall into one of the principles that we're going to start talking about today in uh, goal setting and making sure that it's appropriate um, in what you're choosing, because I honestly think we suck at reading our own ability as humans. We Mm. either think that we don't have it or we have more than what we have. So this is why you almost need an external source to be your prefrontal cortex when it comes to setting goals. And this is why if you don't have that, you can also use pen and paper and just try and plan things out in more of a methodical way. Um, But I wanted to start before we get into the reasons for failing or the reasons for people not being as successful. What are you most excited about for 2022? Oh, well, yeah, it's going to be a big year in terms of um, business and things, I suppose, as I've mentioned a million and one times on this podcast, in lockdowns or time of extreme stress, I create businesses, I find ways to do things to keep me occupied and and all of that. So we're going to release um, our new app. Uh, in a couple of months hopefully get the seminars up and running again Mm. just waiting for a time to set a date Um, hopefully buy a new house actually and I'm not just yeah this has been 30 years in the works I'm going to be 30 next year well yeah my 30th next year so it's all happening hopefully yes Um, but you know all of the bells and whistles and shiny things aside just really being able to value traveling uh, seeing my loved ones spending time with Paul you know I'm really getting reconnecting um with all the important people in my life as well Mm. so yeah a few different things in the works we'll sort of see which one which ones happen but I love like setting heaps of different goals um and systems yeah so we'll see what happens yeah I think that's awesome as well because when it comes to goal setting a lot of people are really quick to set like one big goal Mm. um and like the way that we're doing it in coaching at the moment is setting goals based on like our pillars which is like nutrition training education and wellness and I think we need to have that like you can add finances and business in there too but we need to be able to set goals in different areas because if you put all your eggs in one basket which we see people do all the time like Mm. business put all the eggs into one basket you neglect these other areas which are probably areas that you need more because we're so quick to just continue putting eggs in the basket that's already full. We forget about the things that we actually do need to work on. So I totally forgot it was the dirty 30 coming up. The dirty 30s. I really, my past two birthdays have been in lockdown. So I really hope this one isn't, but it is what it is. And as I said, you know, I've said lots of different goals just in case some can't happen. You know, we, we can't always get everything that we want. We can try our hardest, but you know, um, in the past two or so years, there have been a lot of curveballs. So it's nice to, as you said, not put all the eggs in one basket. Mm, yeah, for sure. And what about you? Guess, yeah, for me, I guess, um, obviously, we've got the women's health movement. So I'm just sort yeah. of still, I, I still feel like, even though it's been like 18 months now total, I still feel startup. Like I still mm. feel like I'm in the, still getting stuff done, still making lots of processes, still doing lots of things, still whatever. Yep. So I well, feel like. Well, you just released it. I mean, no one knew about it. Yeah. You knew about it for 18 months, but no one else did. So yeah, that's true. That's very part. true. Yeah. Mm. So we're definitely still getting that 
um, consolidating that. And I feel like you never stop working on those sorts of things. Um, so that'll be something that's, you know, I'm really happy with it, but it's, you know, always a work in progress. And then the other thing is like train with Sherelle that's sort of going to be like changed up um, later in the year as well. So we've been working on that. And then I'm actually looking at buying a house too, which I'm super Ooh, excited. Yeah. Well, I wish we could be neighbours, but that's okay. doesn't matter. We can stay at each other's house when we go into state. Yes, no, yes. Good. So, you know, I've never been curious or interested in real estate, to be honest. Like mm. I'm like, I'm just, because I never really knew where I wanted to live. Like I never really yes. knew where I wanted to settle. And it's not um, something I'm really, like Luke has investment properties and stuff, but it's not something that I'm interested in. Yep. And when it comes to investing your money, you need it to be in something that you're interested or you enjoy looking at. Like Luke mm. loves looking at property and I think it's so boring. I'm uh, like, boring, but you get a good return on it. Yeah, yeah. But so I'm looking. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking, yeah. yeah no, not my thing. Luke can do it. Um, he can have the money and do it. And I can just do it. <laughs> I want my house that I want to live in. So yeah. um, I'm, I'm, it's been fun looking for that. So that's something that's different so as well. So that's what I'm really excited about. Just finding maintenance life for a bit. So I just feel like mm. things have been moving so much for me for the last couple of years. And now I feel settled in Geelong and I feel like, yeah, this is where I want to stay for a while. Amazing. And obviously, because you know, you want to stay there you're confident to buy a house there. I remember when I wanted to buy a house in Victoria, I was looking at the map of Victoria and everywhere and nowhere resonated with me. I'm like, "Mm, I need to listen to this feeling. And yeah, Yeah. ended up moving to Sydney. So yeah, it's cool that you went with your gut. You didn't rush into it and, you know, you found your home for now and yeah, you're ready to settle. So yeah, that is so interesting. Your gut Mm. feeling, isn't it? Because I'm the same, like I was going to buy in Melbourne um, a couple of years ago and I just was like, nah. I'm not I'm not interested at the moment I should be but I'm not and I couldn't Mm. figure out why and again we have those thoughts of like I should 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 do this should do that this is the right thing but then there's that innate sort of feeling where it's like nah don't do that we have to really learn to listen hey absolutely and on the topic of new year's resolutions I really use that gut feeling when it comes to my little ritual at the start of the year and I haven't actually done my ritual yet only because I flew back from Melbourne last night. So I haven't really been in my slow Zen present headspace um, that I'm normally in when setting goals. But what I love to do for New Year's resolutions, and I've done this for the past three years, and so much of it has actually come to life that it's like, I swear by this for me anyway, everyone has their own different ways, which we'll talk about later. But instead of writing down my goals, I use an app called Keynote. So it's kind of like a PowerPoint presentation on the the Apple products. So I type them on a PowerPoint presentation or a Keynote presentation with images as well. So there are probably 10 different slides. My goals, um, like visuals and images that get me excited, get me passionate. So then every morning or however long it lasts. Normally it's every morning for the first few months and it drops off. But I look at this PowerPoint presentation to a song that gets me just so excited and so jeed and so pumped. I read my goals. I look at the images and that's my morning ritual there. And this isn't just some airy fairy, like cut out, you know, um, a board of, of pictures. It's actually very specific. I've got numbers in there, you know, clients, prices, um, people that I want to align with and all of these things, including love and all those relationships. I look at it in the morning. It sets the intention. It gets your energy out there. And it is an actual game changer because you've got the written goals, but you've also got the visual and then a sound as well. So all three elements, it's, oh, 
it's just so empowering. I can't wait to do my one for this year. Yeah, I love that. It's sort of like what um, Dan made us do that time where you'd like sing That's exactly who I got it from. And we keep talking about Dan on this podcast. We've got to get him on so everyone knows who he is. Yeah. Dan the man. Um, That's I, exactly it. Dan the man. We need, I was inspired. I was just thinking about, remember that list that I wrote and like I'd crossed them all off. Yeah. I need to find that and see where I'm up to. But there's yeah. so much power in writing stuff down and I was actually reading um, something last night and it stuck in my head, 42%. Um, that's what I remember. Your goals are 42% more likely to happen if you write it down. Um, and that's because it's almost like this commitment. It's like this yep. promise to yourself. You're constantly thinking about it. And it's not because you're, it's not because it's just like you've manifested it out of nothing. It's because you're more prone to actually doing it. Yeah. I, I remember when I became a midwife and I was like, everyone's pregnant. Everyone's pregnant. No, it's because it's what I was learning about. So I was interested about it's what I was constantly thinking about. So I saw all the pregnant people. Yeah. You your know? awareness was open. Or like your when awareness. you need to buy a new car and then you see that car everywhere. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So you can do that to your advantage with other goals. It's like, you know, if you're getting into running or something and you can like see yourself, you can feel the air, you can see the, your watch doing the thing, how many Ks, the trees you're passing, like you'll be able to actually get to it. And then Mm. it's so much more bittersweet when you can, when you're like, I knew this, like like a deja vu almost like, oh, okay, I knew it. Yes. Yes. And you get to that thing and it's such an emotional thing. Like for years, I knew I was not going to be living in Victoria. I was going to be in Sydney, have this lifestyle. And when it happens, you're like, fuck, yeah. like it actually happens. Mm. But it's not by coincidence. It's because, as you said, your awareness is on that thing and you're so focused that you're sifting through opportunities, um, mm. saying yes here, saying no there, talking to that person, putting yourself out there. This stuff is real. Mm, 100%. And the people mm. that don't think it's real, like they don't wear success. I'm yeah. sorry, but they don't. And that's the reality is like we there's always going to be a spiritual side to looking at things and people can say this is a bit woohoo and a bit like out of it but it's like no you've got to set these things on in your subconscious so mm-hmm. that they can start occurring and that's actually our number one reason for failing that I yeah. find mm-hmm. so if your subconscious it's your subconscious that needs change before your behavior can change mm-hmm. and this comes down to like a lot of limiting beliefs that people have about the goals it's almost like they're subconsciously sabotaging themselves yeah yeah and this definitely stems from the mindset that you're in when you are setting the goals as well if you're setting goals out of fear to spite someone else to prove someone wrong um because you're because of your insecurities if you're setting goals from a poor headspace they're going to reflect your limiting beliefs and your subconscious will be working against you so you actually need to set them in a space like a mindset like you don't have to do it on January 1st I mean like what I said I waited till I was home I could get myself in a good mindset you know no anxiety no bad feelings Mm. being the right headspace to set some powerful goals that I actually want otherwise you can't lie to your subconscious your your conscious brain can be saying one thing but deep down if you don't actually want that, it's not going to happen. Yeah, for sure. And this is actually when like a lot of things like procrastination show up. I've mm. actually noticed this a lot in me. It was a huge realization. I'll share this story. Actually, mm. I had this big presentation that I was working towards and I was, I was nervous about it. This is a few months ago. I was nervous about it, but I, I, I found myself putting off doing the the task of mm. writing the script and doing the the speech. I found myself putting that off and be like, I'll do it later. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll push this. I'll push that. And the date was getting closer and I was getting more anxious about it because I wasn't mm. prepared. And then I was sort of journaling about it. I was like, 
why haven't I done this? I've, I've known that it's been so long and now it's in a week's time and I haven't started. Oh. What's going on? And then I realized I was like, I have this limiting belief that I should be doing it. And so mm. I'm putting it off doing it because I, I don't feel like I should be preparing for it. And it's that mm. subconscious thought. And once I realized that, I was like, the only way to get through it is to just do it and then yeah. do it and then prove myself wrong. So it's about realizing that a lot of the reason why we don't do our goals actually has nothing to do with our, our ability to do it on a physical level. And this is what people need to realize is whether it's a freaking PB in the gym, you know, or something that you've got like, you know, intellectual protecting parts showing up saying you're not good enough to do it subconscious. And this is also why I tie back a lot of news resolutions, goals to actual habits, because mm. these are the things that happen on default. And Everyone thinks about the what. Everyone thinks about, I want to lose 10 kilos. They think about the what, but they don't think about the why. And then again, they don't think about the how. Yeah. And those are the two things that need to happen as well as the what. So it's all well and good saying, I want to do this. I want this. I want that. Um, but what about the why? Because if you don't have a deeper reason as to why you want to lose the 10 kilos, who cares? And that why is also the subconscious thing. Yeah. A lot of people think 100%. that they're doing something for a certain reason and it's actually something else. So you need to figure out the why. And then one, one step smaller, like yep. what, what am I going to start doing today? How am I going to break this down in January so that I don't become a statistic? Yeah, yeah, definitely um, break it down. And a lot of people run with the motivation and they might do so well for like a week or just change everything or go all in. But then after a week, they're like, oh, this is way too much. And then go back to default. So it's also very important to have some sort of accountability, whether it be from a friend, whether it be from a coach, a mentor, reach out for help, try and have your new year's resolution, do it with a friend as well. So you can keep each other accountable going to the gym hire a coach. Um, it's so important to have that accountability because it's really easy just to let things slide mm. once the motivation wears off because it will wear off very, very quickly. Um, so it's just easy to let those things slide. And then before you know it, you're back to your default, which ties in back into the subconscious because we have a default and then our motivation can take us away from it. But then that wears off and we go back down. So it's very hard to like raise our um, default setting, whether it be um, amount of times we go to the gym, whether it be amount of money we can save. Mm. You notice with a lot of people, they might get money from somewhere, but then all of a sudden it goes back to that default amount that they're used to having, or they might lose a little bit and then bring it back up to that default. It's like a thermostat. Mm -hmm. So we have to work on actually changing that default setting. Yeah. We always regress to the mean when during challenging times, we always regress to our mean and that, yeah, the goal is to always improve that mean. Um, but something that James Clear, one of his quotes is we don't rise to the level of our goals. We fall to the level of our systems. Mm -hmm. So it's just about realizing a system is structure. It is routine. It is a process. And this sort of comes off the back end of what we're talking about December, a time of reflection, a time for setting yourself up for the year, whether it's career wise, professionally, business, health and fitness, like we can't just respond. And this is what most people do. They just, respond to what's happening and they shift and they change things but if you have like a blueprint of what you actually want to achieve and a structure and a plan a process mm -hmm. when things get hard you can just be like okay that's what I gotta follow you know because I do I do that all the time when things get hard I can't focus no. like elsewhere I can't think of the things I want to do I need to know what I got to do on that day mm -hmm. this is why calendars and to-do lists and other people and resources and coaches and those sorts of things are so beneficial because yeah when you're motivated to set the goals, 
you don't need to worry about being in that state and not being able to do it. It's when friggin' family gets COVID. You know, it's when those sorts of things happen that mm. you're going to regress to your mean. And the goal is always to be like, okay, what does my mean look like? Is there a structure yeah. I can put around that? Is there people I can ask? Is there ways that I can create my environment to support a, a higher mean? Like there's lots of things that you've got to think about when you've actually got the cognition to do so. Yeah, fantastic, fantastic. And talking about being scared of our goals and, and all of that, I think it's really important to actually visualize what it would be like achieving that goal because it's all good and well saying, for example, I want to, like, this is what I used to do when I was younger. I want to drive, like, a really expensive, nice car, blah, blah, blah. Well, actually, if I got that really expensive, nice car, A, I probably wouldn't be able to handle bloody driving it. And B, now being in Sydney, there's no way in hell I'm going to even aim to drive a nice car because it'll just be scratched and people open doors on and all of that. So, Don't waste your energy on a goal that sounds good instead of actually visualizing, okay, what would it be like? Mm. Another example is money. Yes, someone can say, I want to earn a million dollars. Okay, cool. But do you actually have the resources? Have you spoken to an accountant? Have you registered your your business? Um, Do you actually have the capacity to understand tax? Like, would you know how to handle that money? Mm. Because you can work towards it and you might even get it. But if your systems aren't there, if if you haven't got the help or the mindset to be able to handle the goal, mm. it's not going to happen and you're just going to throw it down the drain. So I had to learn all those two examples were just random ones that I thought now, but I had to learn that through sort of getting the goals. But once mm. I was there, I was like, oh my God, this is actually full on. Why did I even, where did I pull these numbers from or where did I do that? Because your quality of life diminishes and it can bring on more stress. So visualize the end goal, but actually put the resources there too to be able to handle the goal because that that will just throw it all down the drain if you can't do that. A lot of people get what they want and then they realize it's not what they want. You know, a lot of people want a big successful business, for example, and they get here and they're like, this is a lot of work to uphold. I don't know if I can take this responsibility. You know, so- Rather than asking what you want, um, it's actually one of my coaches who said this um, in a group call the other day, which I think is just perfect. Ask how you want to feel instead. Mm. So instead of what do I want, how do I want to feel? Because when you can go, I actually want to feel free. I actually want to feel healthy. I actually want to feel energized. Mm. You know, well, then is that aligning with the thing that you're wanting to do? You know, because sometimes it's not. And it can be really conflicting to think about it, to be like, Mm. actually, I want to feel energized. So why am I doing these behaviors? Are these serving how I want to feel rather than the what? Which is, we get so caught on the what, don't we? And I think it's really we live in such a visual world that only shows the what. Like you, you can't really showcase emotions and feelings mm. on social media or like, you know, better through a podcast because you can hear us. Yeah. But visually, it's very different, right? Reading something, you can't. So all you see is the what. So of yeah. course we tie the what to happiness and all the feelings that are associated with it. But look, sometimes it's not true. It's sometimes it's not. And I think it's a really good realization to be able to have, to be like, maybe that's not what I want because a lot of the times we set the bar so high. Yeah. You know, so if we can set the bar lower and still get the feeling that we want, like that's amazing. That's the thing. For example, I'm just pulling out big numbers again. Someone says, I want to earn 10 grand a week. Okay, cool. That sounds nice to everyone. And we think it's going to give us freedom and flexibility and choice and all of that. But 
maybe you'll have to work like 12, 13, 14, 15 hour days. Okay. Then you can't see the kids and you can't see your friends. Then you're exhausted. All right, cool. Maybe cut that by 50%. Mm. Try and like aim to earn five grand a week. Cool. Yeah. Mm. You're still working, but it's less money, but then you, you get all these other amazing things in life as well. So Mm. yeah, really, as you said, or your coach said to, to start to ask yourself, how do I want to feel as well? It's not just mm-hmm. all about fancy numbers and someone who looks happy on Instagram with all money or the rappers that we see now on, on all the, the songs. Music's changed, hasn't it? It's all about like the money and the cars and all of that. Like I know. all the 90s yes. you know, soulful music. and it's all I listen to. We're all being brainwashed now. We are. It doesn't always bring happiness. No. I was actually reading a thing a while ago and it was it was something like, Pretty sure it was $180,000. Once you get above that annually, happiness did not improve, which is really interesting because a lot of people think that the more money you earn or the bigger businesses or whatever it is, the happier people get. And there's a cutoff with a lot of things, right? There's a cutoff with a lot of things. Mm. It's They're not correlated. Um, they're indirectly related. But once you're earning like enough to have good relationships, yeah. enough freedom, food on the table, like, would your life change? Mine freaking wouldn't. I'd still roll around with me brolly and, you know, yeah. do whatever I want. So it's just about it might realizing. might be gold-plated. But... My... <laughs> it, it wouldn't need as much oil if it yeah. had metal in it. But it's just about realizing that it's not all that it seems. No. You know? And we can be really, like, small and micro with our New Year's resolutions. Resolution is just such a big word. You know, isn't it's a resolution like life changing? Not yeah. necessarily because it's the one percenters that add up that mm. over like ten years. You know, where's your your benchmark or your baseline or your mean going to be then? Yeah, and they all ro- one year rolls into the next and into the next, so you don't have to like clean slate it every mm. year. Definitely like play off the back end of the previous year that was as well, and just carry that on. So as yeah. you said, it doesn't have to be some life-changing thing because that's not realistic as well unless we 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 have an opportunity that comes to us okay cool but the chances are no it's just going to be progression rolling in from the previous year into the next year mm, yeah what something else that I think does let people down is um like not tracking progress as well mm. like that's a really big one as you mentioned there even though you've got your keynote stuff um that's a constant reminder every day that this is what it should look like. And if we're not reflecting and, and tracking our progress, how are we actually going to know how to improve? Like mm. we do it in the gym. Why aren't we doing it with our actual goals? Like we set a business plan at the start of each year. And like you said, things have to be flexible. Of course. I think we've all learned that, that things have yes. to change. <laughs> Plans have to change, but yeah. you still need a plan. You still need to navigate. You still need to create space for yourself to change plans um, and to track progress in a different way, whether it's like in the gym, physically, um, nutritional intakes, you know, whether you're getting sick and things are obviously have to change again. And this is why I think it's so important to break things down into micro goals and almost set like, if not like monthly, then like weekly focus points when it comes to all the different areas of your life. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for example, nutrition, you you weigh, weigh yourself, you know, X amount, some people every day, some people every week. Cool, we have that ability to track our progress, measurements of that. People have team meetings. Okay, where are we at? All of yeah. that. So although, yeah, as you said, it can't be completely structured and regimented because life is throwing so many curveballs. And not only recently, that's just what life is. It is important to dedicate time to reflect, mm. um, to see where you're at and then put a game plan um, for the week ahead or the month ahead. And mm. But I think we should reward ourselves 
for being able to be flexible as well, because that is just huge. It's definitely something that I never was. I was very rigid and regimented, but now, yeah, I reward myself for being able to be flexible in things. And yeah, it's not, it's, it's stressful sometimes because you can't plan, but it's also fun. It's like, okay, wow, this is a big curveball. I'm going to have to overhaul everything. All right, let's try and find a new direction. So it's just about how you look at it. Yeah. Be strict with your goal and flexible with how you get there, you know, mm. because things have to change. And you mm-hmm. always sum it up with these one liners. <laughs> I just need to say that because they're bloody awesome. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I feel like I've lived through the experience, you know, with a lot of things. I just feel like there's always a silver lining and challenges when you mm-hmm. go through through things. You learn how to navigate, right? There's so many things that I feel like I've been through that now I can like speak from experience and be like, look, yeah. it's gonna be okay. Like you can just do this. You know, we do that so much with so many different areas I feel like COVID taught us a lot of things comp preps taught us a lot of things Mm. business taught us a lot of things nursing's taught me a lot of things there's just so many experiences that we go through that we sort of just realize nothing's ever going to be as it seems or as we want it to be it doesn't Mm. necessarily mean that we can't get to the end result that we actually want yeah exactly exactly so um yeah so they were some of the reasons why people do fail you know too many goals no accountability not tracking progress as we mentioned subconscious sabotaging probably the most important one as well um but there are lots of ways in which you can be successful which we have touched on but i definitely think working on your limiting beliefs um is number one and actually picking something from a place of love and and good energy rather than, you know, trying to prove people wrong. So get yourself in that headspace, visualize the life that you want and what you need to do to get there and listen to those gut feelings that pop up. Cause mm. yeah, Sherelle, we've both had them many times and mm. your gut feeling always knows. Yeah. Your gut knows what's up, right? I feel oh, like in the again. Past, <laughs> I feel like in the past though, that was something that I'd suppress. I'd be like, no, mm like this is what I should do this is the way I have I've set it out this is my five-year plan I hate five-year plans I don't know why we ever got taught to think like that right it it's just been like five-month plan yeah not even. too much changes guideline <laughs> it's not a plan blueprint yes right? blueprint outline I don't know you know you fill in the holes you fill in the <laughs> gaps you color it in it's just about realizing that things have got to change um and you've got to be flexible yeah you know it's not about not running into problems you know, we're all mm. going to run into problems. It's just about how you're actually going to deal with it and what you're going to do moving forward. Uh, and then something I'm massive on is journaling and writing it down mm. and, or, or create whatever it looks like to you. I don't care. King note, pen and paper, mm. freaking um, crayons. It doesn't matter. Smoke signals. Smoke signals. <laughs> but we just know the art of slowing down and, and creating something in whatever visionary um, artistic way that looks like for you. You're going to be 42% to be specifically mm. more successful than someone who doesn't. Yeah, 100%. And if you want to make a change to your life, it's not going to be easy. So you need to get over the that, you know, the Christmas, New Year's energy of being slow. Like, get obsessed with your goal, work for it, step out of your comfort zone. Like if you're to do something that you've never done, it's not going to be easy. Mm. And sometimes if it's something new that no one has ever done, then it's definitely not going to be easy because you don't have anyone to model. Um, So depending on the levels of your goal, either way, and not to sound cliche, but you have to step out of your comfort zone. Mm. You just have to. Yeah, for sure. I actually said, um, I was saying to Luke the other day, um, we were doing like a little bit of reflection on the last year. And I said to him, 
I, he asked me for my the most challenging thing and I was like, oh, I actually don't know if I had any huge challenges. Like we're talking specifically about business. And I was like, I don't know if I've had any big challenges. And he's like, you have, you just haven't thought of it like a big challenge. You've just mm. shifted gears and just gone to the next thing and found the thing. And I was like, oh yeah. Like, and then I was sort of thinking about the, uh, almost your, your, your wins, like the things that you've overcome. And I was like, oh yeah, like we worked through that. We did that. We, we managed that. And I was like, it's all about your frame of mind. Like if you constantly yeah. victimize yourself and go, poor me, another challenge here I go again. I don't mm-hmm. deserve this. Like, I can't mm. believe it's happening to me, all that sort of stuff. Then you're going to feel like a victim. But if you're yeah. like, oh, well, here's another opportunity <laughs> to rise up. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Laugh it off, right? At the end yeah. of the day, you sort of have to normalize that you're going to run into problems and things aren't going to go to plan. And that's just the art of life. Like, we yeah. just need to learn to deal with it. And mm. the people who get through are the ones who show that resilience and push through. And I'm not undermining challenges at all because we all go through them. But mm. allow yourself to like sit in it for like, yeah. you know, 10 minutes and be like, oh, this sucks, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then we just move that shit on. Then we just, yeah. Go back to the plan, you know, go back to the thing, rechange it if you need to and move on. Yeah. When I was spending time with my nieces and nephew um, last week, I noticed when something bad would happen to them, they would literally just cry so loud, but then they would just snap out of it. And I'm like, we lose that as adults. Like we could be crying about the same thing a year later sometimes. And it's like kids literally just get over it and get on with it or like animals in the animal kingdom. You know what I mean? They they squeal or they cry, they run Mm. from a predator and then they're they're off eating grass again. And it's like, oh, yeah, we need to, you know, not hide away from the emotions, show them, feel them in a a place um, that feels safe for you. We don't have to be in the middle of the street and just, you know, start yelling and crying, but do it in a a space that feels good for you. Mm. And then just try and, yeah, move through it, get support if you need, obviously. But, you know, these feelings are going to happen. But that is life, as you said, you know, a life with no emotion, with no challenge, it would be very boring. Oh, yeah, for sure. Mm. I was actually thinking, like, I don't know if anyone's seen my story, but every time Luke leaves the house, Ollie will, like, cry and run up to the window. And, literally, like, and then I'll get a squeaky toy out and he's just forgotten about it. Yeah. Like, it's like he never left. He's See? Like, Who's Luke? So it's, <laughs> let's work like, is my squeaky toy. I'm like, ooh, work. Oh, shiny. Distraction. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Jim, new barbell. Yeah. I'm the same. So it's just about, again, focusing on what you can control, what, what you're going to enjoy more and moving on. Um, but the next thing that I think is just so helpful for people and something that I just I wish I I really lent into earlier was just asking for help asking for guidance asking for coaching asking for mentors asking people that know more than you Uh, and it probably comes back to the first point of why people fail for me it's just like that fear of on a subconscious level like not wanting to ask for help whether it was the independence or feeling stupid Mm. or whatever it might be that was showing up there uh, rather than having that white belt mentality or being a beginner and sort of leaning into it and being like "I, I don't have to have it all figured out in fact I can role model from people that have been in the game from a lot longer than me and I can learn from along the way and get ahead. You know, I don't want to waste 10 years. I would rather Mm. get all that stuff done in a couple of years with the right guidance and just being a bit vulnerable and being like, hey, does does anyone want to show me? And how much do people love doing that? Like I love being able to help people that, Mm. you know, that, that was like me five years ago. I love being able to do that. So you're actually helping the opposite person too. Yeah, fantastic. And I've definitely noticed that shift in you as well. But I've also noticed the increase in your success 
um, once you have started asking for help and building teams and, and doing all that. So that's really cool. And it's also cool that you brought up the fact of it does take vulnerability because it's not easy in particular, maybe in our upbringing, if someone didn't have as much help, they did everything themselves. It's a little bit harder for people to ask for help down the track. There are so many reasons why we don't mm. want to. Um, but yeah, in, in some cases you need to be vulnerable and, and do ask for that help on whatever level that suits you. It could just be with coaching or it can be um, psychologically or so many different reasons, but it is important to get a little bit of vulnerable and, and it makes it a lot more fun going on the journey with someone as well. Mm. And you don't feel so alone. Yeah, absolutely. And there in life, there's no getting around trial and error. There's just mm. not. You can you can look at what other people do, other mentors, other coaches, um, other people that are in the position that you want to be. You can look at what they do, but there is absolutely no get around you trial and error. You mm. be like, oh, I'm going to try something similar. Uh, that didn't work. Shit. Mm. Okay, what do I need to do differently? So mm. a lot of people lean away from that trial and error because there is uncertainty and there's risk of failing and there's those sorts of things. Um, and unfortunately, a lot of people go in the exact direction of someone else because they think that yeah. that's the answer to um, but there's no there's no guarantee and there's no escaping that trial part. And when it comes to the trial part, there's going to be failures. It's just about how you actually respond to those. And that's for a lot of things in life. Yeah, really good point. Although we do want to ask for help for people, you still have to put your own spin on it based on your life because we're all different. We all have different priorities and different things that make us happy. So yeah, really well said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I guess that's the last thing is just work for it. Like. Mm. If there's, if there's something that's outside of your comfort zone or if there's a goal that, you know, is a bit ambitious, you know, I don't ever want to say that there's not work involved. A lot of people make it look easy. Yeah. Um, and that's almost an art too. Or moreover, a lot of people just don't show their failures. A lot of people yep. don't show how hard things are behind the scenes. And we we live in this world of instant gratification that, you know, you're going to be able to, oh, swipe, here's my transformation. It happened almost that quickly. Yeah. And it's just not the case. Like behind every success is a million failures. And you mm. just need to almost realize that, yeah, look, a lot of people don't show those failures. And that's just because we're all human. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of people don't want to wear their heart on their sleeve 365 days a year because that's really hard work too. But yeah. it's just about recognizing that, yeah, you've got to work hard for it. You've got to lean into vulnerability and you've got to be okay with failing. Yeah, and no one really posts like all of their work on social media as well. No I know you and I don't post most <laughs> of the, yeah, watching me on the computer. Like that'll just, us on the computer having meetings doing this. Yeah. That's not fun. We show our gym stuff. We show our, you know, animals. Yeah, yeah, all of that. So just be mindful if someone looks like they're living a laptop lifestyle on the beach, some realistic, as I've said, I've tried it before, the laptop overheats. Yes. <laughs> Do you know what one of my goals is for 2022? Just to spend a little bit less time at the computer. (laughs) How are you going to make that happen? Yeah. Is Luke going to have to do more or? Oh, well, I'm like, come back to the first thing of being realistic. Um, (laughs) You know, it's just about what that looks like for me. But, you know, it's also about when when you think about the life that you want and what you deem is successful, it's going to look different from person to person. So Mm. for some people, freedom looks successful. For some some people, it's privacy is what's successful to them. And, you know, we all have different measurements of what we actually want to work towards in the life that we want to live. But I personally don't like to sit down at the start of January and just do my goals I like to use January just like I do with December it's like an opportunity to think about what I want to do um, and to sort of like set a bit of a a theme and a space and you know I I don't know what 22 has 2022 has to offer yet but Mm. um, I'm just excited for this year I don't know I've got a good energy I've got a good vibe 
good. We all deserve some good energy and good vibes. So I'm going to carry that with you. Thank you. Take it, everyone. So thank you so much, everyone, for listening to today's episode. And please, if you when you do tag us, I'm not going to steal your little catchphrase, Sherelle. But add your goals in. I would love to hear some of your goals, or we would love to hear some of your goals for the year ahead if you've thought of them. Mm. Yeah, like we said, accountability. There's nothing better, in my opinion, than putting it out into the universe. You know, I do it. Like I do it all the time on social media. Yeah. When I'm like, when I'm like 60, 70% assured or something, I'll post it. Like yeah, oh. no, 90 now, 90. I have to. I've oh, gone yeah. up a bit of accountability um, and being held accountable. So whether it's like posting on social media, having like accountability partner, telling your coach, putting it in writing, those sorts of things are going to increase the probability of it actually occurring. So, yep. you know, we hope that we have just more provoked some thoughts about new year's resolutions and sort of given you some direction on our mentality and the way that we think about it but then also given a little bit of a spin for you and hopefully that you can take some valuable lessons as well so as always if you did enjoy the episode please do take a screenshot um, tag us on instagram and of course as just danny said like mentioned uh, mention a really small goal or a micro habit or just something that you're hoping to work on for 2022 thanks everyone